You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in South Wales, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Zoe. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, is this the first thing we've done since boot camp or have we done something else? I feel like I haven't heard that countdown for such a long time. It was so nice. <laughs> this is our first This is our first podcast since boot camp. So uh, oh. it's nice to be back. But we, for anyone who's watching this live, we did a little countdown in the group and we kind of missed that after. We thought we have to keep the countdown. So that was nice to have a little dance to the music. <laughs> Um, We're really excited to be joined by Anna Lake today. Anna's going to talk to us about why we should be listening to our clients and how we can do that, how we can learn from them. And um, I think this is, well, going to be so valuable. We were just having a talk before we started, before we came live to um, talk about why this is important and how perhaps it's overlooked. So, Anna, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Great to be here. It's our absolute pleasure. Um, Anna, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do and your background? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I specialise in client listening and I call it client listening because it's not just about client feedback. It's not just about looking back. It's about looking forwards, about how you can help your clients to grow and therefore identify opportunities for you to grow your business. Um, My background is um, in-house accounting. So I used to work in-house for Deloitte and for BDO. Um, I worked in the marketing departments in those firms. And at BDO, uh, I looked after their client listening program. So all of the um, interviews and all of the surveys that we got from clients, I helped to make sense of the data and then build campaigns around Um, why we were so great at what we did, but also advise partners on what they needed to do to improve. Um, I went out to India for a few months and helped the BDO firm in India with their um, client listening and their client service. Um, So now um, my mission is to help practices of all sizes with client listening. So it's not just for big firms with big budgets, Um, I'm on a mission to help smaller practices get really confident at listening to their clients. That's so cool. So why do we need to be listening to our clients more? Um, Well, if we didn't have the clients, we wouldn't have a business. Um, And this is, you know, everybody knows it. it takes more time, effort and resource to get a new client than to keep an existing one. So it's really important that you and making sure that your existing clients are happy because you don't want this kind of leaky bucket syndrome where you're getting clients in at the top, but then they're falling out at the bottom. And it's not just about listening to your clients more. It's about listening to more of your clients. So I see so many fantastic testimonials and reviews that you guys all share from your clients. But I want you to get brave. I want you to uh, I want to challenge you to speak to the clients that you might have an inkling that they might not be 100% happy because they are the ones that will give you the most insight into um, how you can improve your service. And it might feel really uncomfortable, but it will be really worth it. And I'm, I'm, I'm here to help you to get confident to do that. 
And actually, clients that are really happy also have some really great insight into how you might improve your service. So you could say to them, you know, I'm glad you're really happy, but could you finish this sentence? It would be great if you could. Oh, I love that. I think we've all we've I just thinking back to running my practice and how um, I definitely had the like cheerleader clients. So the clients who come along and they're like, I will you can do this service for me. I know that you're capable to do it. And maybe you don't believe in yourself yet, but I know you can. And actually, why don't you do this? And why don't you do this? And then you sometimes you're like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. Yes, I should definitely go down that route. And that can distract you from uh, what your like real purpose and focus is so it's important to not get led away by those clients but it's really helpful that you've got those people who will be behind you supporting you and telling other people about your service those people are great and yes I agree you can get a lot from them but yes I've also had those people and you're like I know that you're just not quite happy with there's something here and I and it's a bit of a like we don't talk about it how do you start those conversations then? How can you ask if you're feeling like that yeah. and, you, and you're like, oh, no, I've got to speak to so-and-so or they're on the phone. These are the kind of people you don't want. You get an email from them and you're like, I know your stomach drops or something. Yeah, and yeah. what, what are they going to say to me? How do you ask for feedback from those people? So um, you can either. I mean, it it does take a lot of courage. It really does. Um you can either ask somebody else to have that conversation for you. I'm literally doing that for an accountant down in Cornwall at the moment. She's got some tricky clients. We're doing a mix of surveys with the ones that she thinks are going to give her some good feedback. But the ones where she thinks there is going to be a more difficult conversation, she's asking me to have those conversations for her. And that is fine. Clients are usually happy with that. They don't think it's a cop out because they themselves are sometimes uncomfortable giving that feedback directly as well so if there's a third party involved it kind of takes the emotion out of it for both sides um but what i think is a really useful place to start is to have a look at all of your clients and have a look at the ones who either haven't given you a review either one that you've asked for or one that they've just given you because they've been delighted or ones that you haven't really spoken to for say six months and I don't mean just sent them an invoice because that's not really spoken to them how if you haven't had a meaningful conversation with them for six months I would reach out to them um because the, the quiet ones are sometimes the ones you've got to watch yeah and we this gets crossed over because we say to people all the time you need to get testimonials from your clients it it, it helps you to believe in yourself see what you're doing really well and um, it helps you to sell your services because you can talk to people about i'm working with this it gives you credibility it gives other people confidence in what you do but i think that a lot of the reason bookkeepers are afraid to reach out and ask for those testimonials and reviews is that actually there's going to be some feedback that something actually isn't quite right and then they yeah. won't know how to deal with that so if you do should you I mean should you approach it then you've just said about having a meaningful conversation so this isn't about just going in and going hey how out of five how would you rate me what would can you write down on my LinkedIn page for me how do you actually start that meaningful conversation so I would say people people want to know that their business is valuable to you that you value their business so the way that um I encourage clients to ask for feedback is 
to send them kind of a covering email to say why you're asking for that feedback. It's important for you to know what you're doing really well, but also where you could improve. And then depending on how you're asking the feedback, um, and there are a number of ways that you can ask for feedback from your clients, and there's pros and cons of each of them. So online surveys are really popular, um, but keep them short because everybody gets asked to fill in a survey from you know your broadband supplier to your doctor's surgery to everything else. So people get survey fatigue. It's a real thing so keep them really short um and online surveys are really good for some great stats and graphs and you know percentages of clients think this that and the other um you can ask them some qualitative questions as well like in which areas could we improve or things like that or in which areas are we doing really well um and then there's kind of that that's the kind of lowest cost way of getting feedback then there are online platforms so there are um, platforms that you can use where you send out a bespoke survey link to your clients and all the data comes back and you get dashboards that see thing that show you things like how you're delivering against your brand promises so I know a lot of you pride yourselves on being proactive and responsive and accurate and friendly and great to work with but how often do you actually test that that's what your clients think? Um, so there are uh, platforms that you can use to, to do that. Um, and also they can help you to discover the emotions that your clients feel when they deal with you. And that's really good because you can use that then in your marketing. So um, if, you know, you make your clients feel valued and happy and all of those kind of things, all those positive emotions, you can use that for marketing to get new clients. And then there are interviews. And that's um, something that had previously been very much a big firm activity, but it doesn't need to be, doesn't need to be massively expensive. It need, you know, if, as we were talking about earlier, you kind of feel a bit dis uncomfortable or um, worried about talking to a client that you think is going to be difficult, then I can help you to do that. And it and it doesn't cost the earth. I think people think, oh, my gosh, that's going to be really expensive. And it's not. Um, and then also a good thing to do is have a mechanism in place so that clients can give you feedback when they want. So you might think, oh, I'll send out a quarterly survey and that's great. But if in, I don't know, in week five or whatever, the client's got something that they would like to say to you, have you got a mechanism in place for them to be able to do that? Some of them will pick up the phone, which is great, or, or email you. But it's an idea to create something like a little Google form that you link to in your email signature. And you could just say at the bottom, if you've got something, you know, we'd love to hear from you if you've got something to say. And they can just click on that and fill in the form at any point. That sounds amazing. I, I think I hadn't thought of all of those different ways that you could do that. And I've only... Um, I've never, I've never done this in my business because, maybe. So what I tend to do if if I've got a bit of a disgruntled client, then I tend to give them a lot more of my time and commun, kind of up my communication and try and sort out because I definitely find now I've got a lot more female clients as well, and I've heard this in the past, but I'm experienced this now. Like mistakes happen. 
Mm. We're all human. It's how you deal with it and how you come out the other side. And I find, I know with myself, being a female business owner, that if someone, if something does happen, I never think, oh my goodness, they're awful. I'm just like, get it sorted, firstly, and then tell me how it's not going to happen again. And then I'm, then I'm even more invested in you because I know, I know problems are going to come up because that's life, but it's how they're dealt with. So, so I, that's how I've kind of dealt with my customer's satisfaction, making sure that if something goes wrong, I sort it out and make sure it never happens again, because I know that that works for me. But I really, that's such an easy thing, the online Google form, dropping into your email signature so that people can give you feedback. But what you said there, which I hadn't thought of, is yes, we use testimonials to for marketing, but that thing about trying to find out what emotions you invoke in your clients and then using that as part of your, you know, part of part of your marketing is really powerful, isn't it? How you make yeah. people feel is it's not what you do for them. Yes, we all do the bank wreck and yes, we all do this and that, but how we make our clients feel is like such an invaluable piece of information. So I think I'd be more motivated to go and get somebody to do interviews for me to or one of these platforms to get that out to use it positively but if there was some negative that's fine that's good Mm. as well because surely we want we want to find that stuff I know it feels I know I know when I was running a practice that wasn't running very well and I wasn't doing a very good job and my staff wasn't coping very well I didn't want to ask anybody because I knew the answer yeah (laughs) I knew the answer and I didn't want it. So I think that is the thing. But if we do have that feeling, but now I think, well, I reckon 90% are really, really raving fans. And there might be 10% that might not be getting everything that they want. And that's fine. And I'd love to find out more about that. But if we have got that feeling that there's 100% or 80 or 95% the other way, that they're all going to have a bit of a this. They're gonna. What would you? What do you suggest to people that they need to do? What do you find from when you speak to people? What is the thing that most of the time bookkeepers are doing wrong or or not doing enough of that really disgruntles a, a client? Um. So, um, being proactive is often the big one. So, I know that a lot of um, a lot of you guys pride yourself on your responsiveness you're really responsive to your clients if they've got any queries you go back to them straight away I think a lot of clients want you to come to them with um, ways in which you you know you've identified a particular issue so so here's a here's a here's a great one so I'm going to talk this talk about this one tomorrow on Instagram but um, there's a lady called Alison Edward, Simply Balanced Bookkeeping. And she wants, like, like most of you guys, she wants her clients using Xero or QuickBooks or all the online stuff. And one of her clients was really, really resistant to it. And she had a nightmare every VAT return um, trying to get all of his paperwork in. So he was so resistant to using the platforms that she just went back to like old school she gave him a load of self-addressed envelopes with m- the months written on it and said, right, put your receipts in the corresponding envelopes and send them back to me by this date. And that's what he's done. And it's just saved him a load of stress. It saved her a load of hassle, apart from, you know, having to still do it manually. But that is being sort of proactive, finding a solution, not one size doesn't fit all. 
you're still going to be dealing with some businesses who are, don't want to use the systems. So it's just finding ways around it. I thought that's such that was so such a good idea. Um, I, I want that's that is such a good idea, and I have done that in the past before. We you know we're now 100% zero, and we don't allow any clients that don't do it our way. But in the past. We have had that, and I used to do exactly. I used to give them plastic wallets if they used to come and deliver them. Yeah. I used, one of my admin assistants would sit there, make plastic wallets with different months in, and I'd say just pop the receipts in these months, and then we'll collect them at the end of the year. But that so that it was half the job done for us at the beginning. But um, we did this um, actually last week. We've got a client that, for lots of reasons, we sent her emails, and we don't get responses. And then, but she pays every month and um, we know that there's deadlines that have been missed and we're really trying. And she comes back with like, sorry, I've got COVID or sorry, I've got this going on. or Sorry, I've got that. But we can't help her anymore. And, um, and then, so what I've done is I've said to her that this isn't working. Email isn't working. We need to get this done for you. Mm. You're paying us for service. We want to do this for you. Let's set up a WhatsApp group. So we've set up a WhatsApp group between me, the accountant, the payroll person, the VAT, everyone in our team and her. And this morning she's coming there, hi everyone, just checking in. I'm going to be doing some more stuff on this today. That's been, that's her platform. And actually we've set up quite a few WhatsApp groups with the ones that some people just don't do email. No. Everybody's, different. Everybody's different. And I, I've become Facebook friends with my clients and then I had them on Facebook Messenger. So sometimes then on WhatsApp we'll have a Messenger group and yeah, it might sound like, oh, it's everyone's in this group. But do you know what's really great as well about a WhatsApp group with a client is that everyone in my team knows what's going on. Whereas yeah. with emails, sometimes someone's not CC'd in or whatever. And yes, okay, it might be a bit cumbersome, but actually it works really well. So, I, yeah, if you if you have a client that is not working with email, then move it onto another platform because it's yeah. where they're checking their phone the most. And, um, yeah, and it's we're finally getting somewhere with that. Oh, that's so, good. <laughs> I'm so, so, so happy with that. Um, Zoe, do you want to ask a question? I'm just one, I suppose there's part of me that has absolute horror of the idea that we go back to here's an envelope for you. And uh, and what would you suggest people do if they think, actually, we're never going to meet in the middle here because I'm not going to provide the service that you are look, looking for? And actually, when clients sign up with us at the beginning we well I suppose we need to be very clear this is how our service works so um I guess that's a lesson isn't it you know we need to make sure that we've really set out what their commitment is as well as what yeah. it is that we're expecting to do um but how what do you do then if you get if they're giving you some feedback about well actually it would I would like the service to look like this envelopes or whatever yeah. um, or I want to have personal access to you on my whatsapp which for me wouldn't be I wouldn't be comfortable with that but I know that Joe does work like that or you use messenger groups and um, what if it doesn't fit with the way you want to run your practice what do you do at that point yeah I think um, not everybody is going to work with you um, and I think at that point there are certain things that you can do but you don't want to compromise yourself. You don't want to compromise your values and you don't want to compromise your business that you've really, really worked hard to grow. So in those instances, I would, if that you can't reach a workable situation, find a, a bookkeeper that you know is happy to work like that and make an introduction to, to a colleague because I know that you guys are all about collaboration and that's amazing. And 
yeah, I think there are always going to be people that, that will work like that. And that's fine. There is enough work to go around for everybody. Absolutely. And yeah, and that's so true. I, we've seen it in the success lounge, Zoe, quite a few times where someone will come in there uh, and say, look, I've been given the opportunity to quote for this. These are not my ideal client or I've quoted for them. And actually, now I know that this is this and this is involved. This isn't for me. Who would like to, you know, who would like their details? And absolutely, I think there's, I'm so protect. you have to be so protective of your time and we don't have much time. So we need to be working with the right people for us. And like you say, there is plenty to go around. But that person that's not right for you could be the perfect person for somebody else. And, um, And we tend to, I mean, I had someone the other day come to me and said, oh, I'm only working on QuickBooks. And I'm like, okay, that's not going to work with us. We only use zero, but that's absolutely, I'm not scared of saying that anymore because I'm really protective of like, this is how we do things. And people are fine. And I'm, as long as, especially as I could say, well, I've got a community of bookkeepers, we, you know, we can help you out that way. So I think, I think that's it because if you try and serve somebody and it's not to your values, you're only going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated and you, there's going to be time and effort and money wasted yeah it just shows real integrity because you're not just in it you're not just going to take on any client and actually they might have a friend or somebody that they know that would be perfect for you and then they could you know they could recommend exactly exactly it's all part of your your brand really isn't it this is yeah. what we stand for these are our values and um yeah and you don't have to be nasty about it like I'm not gonna work with you but it's just like actually this is just how we run our practice and we can't move as people people are quite happy to hear that I think and sometimes they're a bit like wow you you are you're saying no that's interesting um but yeah I think I say I say no lots so okay so how does obviously lots of our clients want to grow their practice or maybe they want to make more money with the clients that they've currently got how yeah. does listening to your clients increase your revenue so in a, in quite a few ways really so happy clients buy more from you they stay with you longer so you'll increase the lifetime value of that client and as I said at the start client listening that's why I call it client listening because it's not just about feedback it's about looking forward so when I do client interviews one of the questions I always ask is what's coming up for you what are the challenges you're facing in your business over the next 6, 12, 18 months because that can then help you when I feed that back to my client, you guys, that helps you to identify opportunities for you. And actually people are more open about that with me because I'm not going to try and sell anything to them. So it's a really good way of uncovering new opportunities. You know, as we just said, happy clients or happy non-clients but people who feel that they've been treated really well by you recommend you to others so that's less spend on marketing um, more referral so you know less spend on marketing is more profit and an excellent client experience so going a client experience is about how you make your clients feel and a smooth client journey will help you to attract new clients what can we do then, Anna, to um, actually improve our listening skills so we can make sure we're understanding what our clients need or where we need to improve? Yeah, so a few ways. So firstly, I would really encourage you to push yourself out of your comfort zone and ask 
all of your clients for feedback, not just the ones that you know are going to say nice things. Um, by reflecting on the feedback that you've got and responding, so not reacting, but responding to what you've heard and making any necessary tweaks and changes and then going back to the clients and saying, thank you so much for giving me that feedback. It was really helpful. As a result, we've done X, Y, Z. That shows that you really value their opinion and that them filling in the survey or speaking to me or whatever it might be hasn't been a waste of their time. Because a lot of the time people don't like giving feedback because they think, oh, nothing's going to change. So if they know what's changed as a result, that's win-win. Um, and then by making listening like a regular part of, of your marketing activity, so it's not always about got to get these new clients, got to get these new clients, focus on the ones that you've got and integrate that into your marketing. I love that. I'm just I can see we've got quite a lot of people who've joined us live for this session. And I wonder if you're listening, if you could let us know whether you're doing anything like this to ask for feedback or whether there's something you're going to do going forwards what um what do you think you can do in your business joe off the back of this what what do you think is the one thing you would implement um i really like the email signature giving someone a chance to do something like that but um actually i really like the idea of using someone like anna because if i was to make the phone call and ask the questions would they tell me the truth? So I don't actually mm -hmm. think it's a cop-out. I actually think it's like a genius way of actually getting them to talk to you in, and saying what they want to say. Because I don't think they were always, not all of my clients would say exactly what, some of them would tell me exactly what they wanted to say. But the ones that are really, you know, and if and I don't know if Anna says, oh, you know, this is anonymous or you, we just, or feel free to say whatever it is that you want to say. This is, you know, and explaining why you want the feedback um yeah I think it's um yeah I've never thought of it like that I've thought of gaining testimonials yeah um I've never thought of this kind of depth of it and but what it actually can do and gaining those how how my practice makes my clients feel yeah invaluable so yeah. um yeah I really I, I really like the idea and it doesn't and also it takes away all of that horrible feeling about picking up the phone to someone that you think might not be 100 percent, but also the same for them the same mm, for the client exactly. i think if someone impartial phoned me i'd feel better about it violet's yeah. actually saying she thinks that calling the client would probably be more effective so violet's obviously thinking despite that feeling of oh no what are they going to say to me she can see the value of actually picking the phone up and having that conversation um, Laura said she needs to start asking for feedback as well. She's got she needs to chase some people up. I think that's it. We it's easy to ask the people that you know are going to say the good things, and it's not so easy to hear uh, the improvements. But I love what you said, Anna, about being really proactive in it and going back mm. and saying, okay, we're going to act on something, and then being able to go back and say, actually, I did listen to you, and I haven't changed everything you've asked for, but this is the thing that I feel is right for me in my yeah. business. Yeah. And just a word on testimonials. So I know you guys get some brilliant testimonials from your clients, see them all over Instagram. Um, but what I would do is take it a step further. So I, I don't know if this resonates with with people, whether you get a testimonial and you think, oh, amazing. So you get straight into Canva and you make it look nice and then you get it on Instagram. But what I think would be really good is if you look at your testimonials kind of over time, 
and look at the themes that are coming out in terms of what your clients are saying that you're really good at and then use that kind of in your narrative and what you say on your website and in your social media so that you're getting kind of more value from the testimonials that you're getting in the first place. Yeah, so it's like weaving those success stories into the copy of whatever it is you're selling or using yeah. it to back up because it's easier, isn't it, for other people to sell something um, to say, I've had a really good experience doing this or this. it's made this difference to me in my business than me, Joe, whoever, going out and saying, in my practice, we do this. We're brilliant at it. Um, it's so much more powerful if it's coming from a, a happy client. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, um, Anna, thank you so much for sharing this with us. I think that we've all got a lot to think about um, and in terms of how we bring this into our businesses or what are the simple, you know, something simple that we can do because there's something simple that everybody can do right now to mm. improve at this. It, um, how can people find out more about you and connect with you? I know you mentioned to us that you have something people can access. Yeah, so I'll go into the Facebook group in a minute and I'll put a link to um, to this download. And it's basically something that you can use to get started with client listening for free. Um, I'm on Instagram at Anna Lake Consulting. Um, I must say, I don't really post on Facebook. Instagram is kind of where I more hang out with bookkeepers and then in your group. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn. So, yeah, feel free to get in contact. Um, ask me any questions. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, like I said at the start, really passionate about helping you guys get started with client listening. So I think it will make a big difference to your business. Amazing. Thank you. Well, we've shared that on the screen. And if you are listening to this on the podcast, we'll make sure that you've got access to it in the show notes as well. Um, thank you so much, Anna. This has been a really amazing conversation. And I know it's going to help everybody so much with what uh, they're doing. Um, thanks so much anyone? for having me. Oh, our absolute pleasure. Um, and I'm looking forward to hearing from people about what changes yeah. they're now. So keep in touch and let us know what you decide to do. Um, for anyone who hasn't connected with us already, we are um, the best place to connect with us is in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, which is our free Facebook community. Over 2,600 bookkeepers in there now who are starting and scaling their businesses. So come and join us there if you haven't already. And we'll be back next week for another episode of the Bookkeepers Podcast. See you then. Thank you. Bye. 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 Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.